Acupuncture. Acupuncture is the original biohack. Binaural beats. Nootropics. Tom, can you even spell nootropics? Supplements. Psychedelics. They told us not to take drugs. Now there's all this research on taking drugs. Science of compounding. Orgasmic meditation. Individual results may vary. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff we find interesting. I don't want to spend 12 grand to shine a red light on my junk. Just a couple of guys talking about somewhat strange health stuff. There's something weird here, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Irreverent health starts now. Tom. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing I'm doing very good. Very good. Great. I uh anything particular making you feel too very good? Um do we if do we wanna do we wanna give away the topic this early? I mean, you know, we could. We, we, we could. So, <laughs> so let's, no let's say, let's say in preparation for this, uh, this particular episode, I may or may not have taken a microdose oh, of uh, honey infused uh, with some psilocybin. Oh. And, and when I say I may or may not have taken a microdose, I'm hoping it was only a microdose. Oh, perfect. So, <laughs> what you're saying is you did, in fact, take a microdose. <laughs> what I'm saying is this episode Correct. could get super weird. Well, hey, let's see what happens. So, so yeah, you know what? What? So, what, what made you do this? I mean, this this kind of get us right right in there. Well, what, you know, what made it made you like? What so, are you doing this for? What's your outcome? I always tell people that like I and 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 Matt our generation was was that dare and just say no Nancy sure. Reagan stuff um and I was so fearful of any kind of compounds that weren't given by a doctor which is it, it, it's pretty weird when you think about it um and and given modern research coming back around to like where we were in the fifties and sixties and just saying, yes, everything they researched and did then was true. Um, you know, you'll see, you'll see so many amazing studies coming out. And, uh, I think given the, the clusterfuck that is our current global situation, Right. Uh, we, we need something to, to help us, uh, you know, raise our consciousness if we're going to get super hippie, but also just kind of get us over our, uh, stress, anxiety, and depression. Yeah. So I, I'm not today, but I, am, <laughs> um, I am in the middle of gearing up to sort of make the microdosing and, uh, experiment, uh, go on for a little while. I'm, I'm giving it probably two months. Yeah, and, and, I, and eight weeks is normally the run. Yeah, yeah, so that's... yeah and I, I want to make sure that I give it, you know, its proper go before I, I pass judgment on this. So I have uh, I have several times actually dosed um, on a variety of different things. So mm -hmm. the concept of microdosing I've always found intriguing, and it wasn't until recently that I figured out a way to actually procure the necessary ingredients for microdosing. Uh, and, and by that, I, I don't just mean being able to get your hands on it, but, you know, finding a source that you know exactly what's in it and, mm -hmm. you know, you know, it's got a good provenance. So you're, you're, it's not cut up from some street dealer who's baking in all kinds of wacky stuff. So <laughs> that took me a little while to get to a comfort threshold with that. And yeah. now that I am, I'm excited to try it out. 
This is not something made in somebody's bathtub. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't care if it's in your bathtub so long as I know what your bathtub, you know, it, it has gone through, you know. I mean, so I mean, look, you know, you know a lot of people like this as well. Like there's two types of people that mm-hmm. are in this world, right? There's the scientist point of view where everything's sterile and labbed and you know like very well measured and very well observed and then there's the other guys yeah well you know having a lot of experience ruining uh experiments in chemistry lab uh (laughs) in college that it, it 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 sometimes makes a little bit of a difference that somebody uh it has better equipment or somebody has a cleaner technique or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, cer- certain ones, I mean, things that are coming right out of nature, I, I think certainly could be easier, um, you know, safer, I should say. Well, um, you know, I just talked to a friend of mine who's big into the New York City um, party scene. Uh, and there's a lot of drugs, just recreational drugs that happen through that circuit. And yeah. right now, he's telling me about all his friends that are dying from accidental overdoses of these opiates that they lace it with. Yeah. Fentanyl, the fentanyl is uh, the two people he knew who died. By the way, two people, one weekend, other sides of the country from one another, one East Coast, one West Coast. Wow. And both died of fentanyl overdoses because they were and you know taking club drugs that were you know pumped up with fentanyl so so should we why those are the reasons i like those are the reasons why it takes me forever to find somebody to buy this crap yeah and and you know look there's we're we're at this point where a little bit of knowledge is dangerous but we have access to a lot there's great websites uh even instagram pages that show different kind of pills and tell you what's in it and for pretty cheap, uh, people can go online and buy a reagent kit yeah, and actually test their test their drugs, and, so and they I'm know. For this reason, <laughs> even though I'm even though I'm like super confident that it was yeah, like it's not bad. I'm still getting one of those. Reagents. Yeah, and and like I'll just I'll just tip off anybody that happens to listen to this. Uh, we roll with the with a crew that is is pretty pro uh, consciousness expansion. I guess we could call it. Yep. Um, and, uh, some of them are much deeper down this rabbit hole than we are. Yeah. They, uh, they also solved problem one though. And I think that's provenance <laughs> of your ingredients, you know? Yes. Um, but he, but so, so we don't, I mean, we're not here to talk about the, the people doing it wrong. I think we all know people like that. What we're t- yeah. here to talk about is the people doing it right. And so I think it's a good place to start the conversation by telling people to do, uh, what do they say? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure here. Sure. Um, um, there is a lot of uh, good stuff, sage advice rather, that can come out of being real uh, detailed about how you get this. But once you got it, what do we do with it? Why are you, yeah. why are you, why are you microdosing? What, what, what so, are you... yeah, you know, I certainly, I don't, I didn't have an unlimited source. This was gifted to me. Uh, and psilocybin, uh, comes from a variety of different mushrooms. Uh, there might be a couple other sources out there too, but it's mostly in that fungi family. And part of the reason I'm doing it is because of its increased, uh, neurological connections, right? So the idea that your brain can remap itself, uh, within, uh, a series of microdosing and possibly a, a few, uh, 
regular size doses mm -hmm. um, to, to make new neural connections that can help you uh, everything from problem solving to creativity to critical thinking. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, uh, if we look at how it kind of reemerged into this biohacking kind of arena, people are doing it for performance enhancement. And, I, you know, Silicon Valley is really where I think it re-exploded. Yeah, I don't think we'd have any Apple products, any Google products <laughs> without a fair dose of microdosing. Uh, yeah, man. I, you know, I don't know if you've seen it. I forgot what it was called. What a long, strange trip it's been or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's, I haven't, I've not seen it. It, it is, it, it's a great show and, and the biggest and the brightest have all credited a, a lot of their ability to uh, tripping and, and mainly on psychedelics. I know we mentioned fentanyl. That's an opiate. That is, yeah. uh, that, that should only be used in hospitals is what I would say with that one. For sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. But going back to your um, your neuron connections for a second, yeah. have you seen the study, and I am going to kick myself when I remember where this was, um, but they did, they actually had, you know, those um, sphere charts that yeah. they map, map neuronal uh, loci on it, on it around the perimeter, and then they draw connections about between of the, those loci. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So that in a placebo group was like a, a fraction, and I can't remember what it was, but the chart had like four or five lines on it. And then you look over at the one with psilocybin, and it was like the whole All thing the was big, big ball of yarn. It was just blah, 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 you know, everywhere. And I was like completely amazed by that. And then so I started, kept going down the rabbit hole. And this was got probably a year ago at this point, right? And found out that one theory that they had was that the reason we actually sheared off the evolutionary chain <laughs> was because we actually got a population that ate these eight psilocybin that actually literally built up their brains and yeah. went through the evolutionary process. That's fast nice. forward. We become humans versus bonobos. Yeah, that's that's all uh, Terrence McKenna's uh, theory of the stoned ape, Ooh. and some some great artwork right. on that. Yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's fascinating uh, where where you look at this this possibility of uh, us trying to be omnivores and trying to survive and figuring out what we could and couldn't eat. And yes, yeah, sure, maybe maybe Ted's over there eating the wrong kind of mushroom and he croaks, right. and then yeah. somebody else is over there and they're like. This is fucking amazing. Yeah, don't eat that one. <laughs> don't eat that one. <laughs> Bob, Bob didn't make it past the edge no, of the No, no. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's such a fascinating theory how we became to, uh, you know, because I think we've said it before, we're just we're just giant apes. Yeah. Uh, and and something happened with our consciousness. Something flipped a switch somewhere along that evolutionary chart. And what it's also funny, I mean, and you and I, I think we've said these words to each other a hundred thousand times that, you know, in the self-optimization sort of category, you, you know, it, data is so fascinating Yeah, because it's just so, we are just a giant test tube, you know, like we're a chemistry set. We, not, we are. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's awesome to think about. So for me, I'm actually curious. Um, I'm going to go down the LSD route, not the uh, psilocybin route. I would like to do the psilocybin, but that's not where I'm going to start. I gotcha. I gotcha. And uh, we, we have a, a mutual friend that we know through our circle 
when I asked him, and, and this man has done extensive research in psychedelics, uh, yeah, both, sure. through, <laughs> both, both through personal use and owning a company that is using psychedelics for sleep research. And I think I, we should leave it that vague. Yeah. yeah. Uh, w- when I asked him uh, where should I start, right next to me when i do i just smoke dmt and he's like yeah. no, no no don't start with that one <laughs> no no don't don't do that i want to get to that and i want to get to dmt in a second because i'm very fascinated by this compound but yeah but, but i think that now lsd is uh what did they call it serotogenetic it's serotonin or um serotonin right yeah and isn't psilocy- psilocybin in the same thing right so I, I what is serous ser- I can never yeah how, how can I, you say that word that means we we have serotonin yeah well it it it's uh, versus it's the a, empathogens cannabinoids like you know. yeah I, this one this one triggers uh, an increase of flooding of of uh, neurotransmitters specifically serotonin um, yeah so that one is right okay got serotonogenic yeah. wow. I, you know, yeah. it's it, that's that's part of the reason I, I got into Chinese medicine. It's like, yeah. well, I can say two syllables and and get the word and, out and, and get the word out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still say it wrong, but you know, at least it's in another language and no one else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I so so these things flood you in a recreational dose. Right? Yeah. So in a in a micro dose, though, it basically and, and what I'm. So the story I've gotten, and I'm dying to know if this is true, was that this sort of lowers your inhibition to the point that your creative pathways start to actually just kind of fire a lot more uninhibited. You're not fucked up, but you're you're just firing on better cylinders. Yeah, you know that's the theory, and it, and it's funny because I saw one study that talked about microdosing and said that's all placebo. But then we mentioned, and I actually saw that chart you were talking about with the psilocybin uh, as graffiti on a wall, which was super oh, cool. sweet. Yeah. You know, I was like, wow, that's, that's some cool art right there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, clearly it can't all be in our head, even though any, any psycho not anybody with that is well seasoned knows that set and setting are, are probably the two biggest things about, you know, when you trip, Um, but within that, when we're talking specifically for performance enhancement at these micro doses, how much of it is in our head, how much of it is actually happening. Right. But you know, you and I are both huge placebo effect people. Listen, man, play it up. I think, play it up. Listen, who, quite honestly, if it is related to placebo, then sign me up, man. You know know what? Honestly, I'm just upset. We're doing this without me having my tie dye onesie that I ordered from China. Because I figured it was apropos. Right. That's funny. Yeah. And psilocybin, I th- um, therapeutically, is going to be going in a different direction than, um, mm-hmm. than, than LSD is. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's that's another interesting thing, right? We're seeing things like ketamine, which has never been illegal. It's uh, by prescription only used for uh, as an anesthesia. Uh, be coming to the forefront with a lot of these psychedelic companies that are doing counseling with it, right? Sure. And technically, that's not even a psychedelic. That's a dissociative anesthetic. But it mimics that. It mimics the trips. And and I know uh, 
I mentioned float tanks and things like that. And, and uh, our boy, John Lilly, uh, the, the psychologist that invented all this, was, was very into ketamine. Uh, yeah. and, and perhaps he got that inspiration from there. Um, it, it's kind of, it, it's, it's interesting to see MDMA now going through, uh, what it's final, final studies on whether or not it can be FDA approved, which will move that out of a category one drug as well. Yeah. That's so also seeing, dissociative, isn't it? Um, I, th- I almost think that's an amphetamine. Interesting. Yeah. I get a little, I get a little bit, yeah, it, <laughs> I even have to look that up. I'm kidding. Yeah, this is the nerdy stuff of it that I actually get caught up on. That. Do we need somebody <laughs> sitting here like, like googling we, shit for yeah, us? Yeah, I know. Like, maybe fact checking. Yeah, we might have to. I'm not really 100 percent sure, but but so MDMA is is one that I have a, a fair amount of. Uh, oh yeah, MDMA is an amphetamine family. Interesting. Well, I'll tell you what. I never used MDMA for. Uh, therapeutic reasons, right? I, this is very clearly recreational. But here's what I will say about it. I, and I also didn't have, by the way, that sort of uh, Hollywood reaction to uh, MDMA, where you know you're, you're petting everybody and yeah. you know, running around like you know, like I wasn't. I, I didn't have that either. Um, yeah. But you know what? Even with LSD and shrooms, like I never. Right here, I said shrooms. I feel like I'm in college right now. Um, you start talking about this too long, and it's all of a sudden I'm at a rate. You're having flashbacks. Six, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but but what I did like about MD, what, what I do love about taking all three of those substances with a fair degree of experience it, is that they are at their highest, like recreational levels. You can see what microdosing those things would end up doing, or at least you could extrapolate. Right, like you, you're you you're kind of getting like okay, if I if I turn the knob down, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah here's what I might expect. From, uh, if we take this down from eleven, we can get to uh, something that's reasonable. Yeah, um, but I will tell you, I find the therapy aspect uh, of MDMA so fascinating. Oh because, yeah, because you you're taking people that had treatment resistant PTSD and basically taking it away instantly. Well, not instantly, but I, well, one or I, two sessions, one right? or two sessions, and you're, it's like gone. Can you even imagine what it must be like to well, be tortured with this affliction? And then all of a sudden, you, you're just like one day, you just it's gone. I mean, I can't imagine how incredibly amazing that must be. You know, I, you know, and if we look at statistics, like you know, every 22 seconds, a, a vet kills themselves, right? Right, right. and yeah, they're having I mean, these life changing results after one or two. Uh, therapy assisted MDMA sessions. It is just mind blowing. Yeah. And it's crazy because so, so then you get into a conversation, right? It's funny where, you know, we're, we're recording this the week, you know, states like Texas basically, you know, just outlaw abortions and tell you know, them rolling, rolling in the other direction. We're rolling backwards in time. Um, but at the same time, you've got the other, like this sort of stuff happening. And if you look at Portugal, who, what was it, 14, I think it was, 2014, they just mm-hmm. made everything. They're like, fuck it. Nothing. Yeah, you know, and and coincidentally, ODs fell. Oh, yeah. Uh, you I mean, know, everything fell. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, criminal uh, hospitalizations, oh, yeah. uh, imprisonment, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. you know. I, I mean. <clears throat> it was like a bonkers win across the board. Like, I, well, and 
it's just so it defies logic that people aren't like, oh, you know what? It's not a terrible idea. Well, you know, I think I think once you start criminalizing anything, right? Sure. And and okay, let's take the big murder and rape and those kind of things like out of that mix. But once you start decrim- decriminalizing things, the 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 taboo of it yeah. and the and sure. the desire to do it, I think, falls. You know, yeah. I, I I think we're seeing the same thing with marijuana, right? I mean, we're seeing that state to state where it's like, yeah, hey, you know, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah. lot of fun. Hell, I can smoke this and not drink a bottle of Jack yeah. and wake up tomorrow and go to work and be happy. Well, and it's <laughs> Sign also, me up. <laughs> you know? Listen, I love, I do love gin, right? It's like, <laughs> I love the taste of it. But you mentioned Jack Daniels. And what's funny is, is I, I'm sort of like in the entry, I'm on the on-ramp for this Qigong stuff. Ah, uh, ah, uh, he's got and, you going, huh? And, and, and so... So what I'm what I'm learning as I'm kind of diving in here is that alcohol has a very very heavy correlation with the liver meridian. Oh yes, and, yes, yes, and very bad like you know anger feelings and and stuff like that. And so you know when you extrapolate that into oh look every bar I've ever been to a fight breaks out at some point you know like mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and then when you think about taking the MDMA, psilocybin, LSD, marijuana, yeah, it, it's like so completely far from the menu like it's not even funny and so now i'm kind of rethinking you know my relationship at the moment having nothing to do with the the psychedelic side yet Mm -hmm. although although i do hear that if you go down this path alcohol starts to uh lose its shine as it were uh you know so i'll say one thing i know where you're getting that from and that guy knows more about chinese medicine than he's letting on well, yeah. uh, you know, you yeah. know, it's it's funny. I'm I'm reading that book now, and he's met he's made several references, and I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not you know week one of school right there. But, he's 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 further down the rabbit hole. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, and and it's funny, uh, you know, when we talk about these less than tangible things. Um, when I say that, you know, like, look, hell, I fucking ate fast food all the time, and now if I have it, it it like cripples me. Oh my God. It, it, it you know, I mean, it's me. like, what, what, what did you just throw into the mix here? Yeah. Yeah. And, and when we see that and then, you know, it's like, look, if, if my wife and I want to unwind and we, we, we have some weed, yep. we get up the next morning and we're, we're happy and we're fine and everything's good. But if, you know, and here I am sipping on a little bit of sake tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, got <laughs> but, <for> but <laughs> like, you know, I gotta, I gotta watch even that, you know, I, cause, cause that, that will uh, be rough in the morning if I, if I go more than this one glass. So that's my problem. I don't have, I don't have that problem. I I still get up in the morning and it's fine, but it's, I think it's because I'm not, I'm either like way too over uh, desensitized to alcohol or I just, (laughs) or I'm not really drinking that much. You've got an amazing liver or something like that. You have more alcohol dehydrogenase or something like that. Cause God, I I got, I wanted to test for that. There's a kit out there you can buy for that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I I will say, cause I was curious, man, you're, you're laughing, but I was like, no, I almost did that. No, I think I might've been 40 or 41. I had a four day hangover and I'm like, nah, never doing that again. Dude, never, never, never doing that way. again. What um, are you doing? For there, a four day hangover. All I know is, was we we ended up at a tiki bar, 
Jesus. And Man, there, I I ordered the drink that said limit two only. <laughs> and after I had my two, at least three people bought me another one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I so I, I um I did something that I don't think college age Tom should have done. Right. Or could have done. Yeah. Well, 40 year old Tom doesn't want to do that. 40 year old Tom figured at the time he was twice a college age Tom. So he so, should be. <laughs> so it, 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 I, I, wouldn't call what happened to me a hangover, although I've, you know, I've certainly had my share of those, but mm -hmm. not too long ago, I went to a friend's house and they have a kegerator on the front porch, right? And like all the neighborhood guys kind of chip in for it. And it's more of an after work social hour now um, mm -hmm. for people in his area. Um, so anyway, I went over to his house. And I don't drink beer, not a beer guy, really. Yeah. And more interestingly, I started having like weird health problems, not health problems, but discomfort, GI discomfort. Mm -hmm. when I, start, I was eating certain foods and I couldn't, couldn't figure out what's going on. So I did one of those food sensitivity tests yeah, and, yeah. and we came back in the high, like just south of celiac, essentially. Yeah, you know, and and that's that's about forty percent of the population right there. So that's that's not uncommon at all. Well, so I didn't know that, but here's what the funny thing is: is I only got that test because this is something that's been developing over the last couple of years. Like it's never, it was never like that, and now it is. Mm -hmm. And I went to his house, and the only thing he had on tap were these super hoppy, like crazy craft beers. And I was like, oh, I'll have one. But we were, we were there for like three or four hours, and so. You know, I probably had three or four of them, and um, I came home was definitely not drunk, um, but I started feeling like shit. I woke mm -hmm. up like fifty times th during the night. I felt like complete shit the whole next day. It wasn't a hangover, but it was like my body was just like, oh, like yeah. at all every part of me was just, Bleh. and it was just like you said, you know, like it's just like you put this, like what is now like my body's like, nope, 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 <laughs> nope. Not putting that in me. So, so since we're talking about psychedelics, I'll wrap beer back into that. How does that sound? Yeah, yeah. So, so there is a book, and I, I back in the day when I used to do gluten, um, I, I, I did, I gluten. did, I, I, I did so. a lot of a lot of home brewing, right. right? So, I bought a book called uh, "Sacred and Intoxicating, Highly Intoxicating Beers" or something like that, oh. and. <clears throat> hops so, so were hops were uh you can blame the catholic church for hops uh oh. <laughs> hops are depressant um beer used to be made with all sorts of uh you know uh things like yarrow root which is kind of a stimulant and all these other compounds where like people were literally getting smashed and you know fucking and you know burning down towns and yeah. having a hell of a time so, and so. the catholic church in germany is like nope <laughs> <laughs> fuck you you're putting a sedative in the beer <laughs> so if we even look at and i don't know the german word for it but there's a german word for like beer purity which uh, like yeah, germans on. gotta back off on this purity shit but <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, basically it's got to be water hops and a malt and that's it in in german beer in in a specific you know like this is the rule uh, and it comes from the Catholic Church imposing, like, hey, you guys can't go around fornicating and burning shit down anymore. 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called Ryan Heistergat. <laughs> yes, yes. I That one rolls off the tongue. I, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. But it's probably, yeah, right, it I'm sounds like, better than the, I would do. What the hell is it? Yeah, I've never heard of this. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay but yeah. i i mean like they they give you recipes in this mat in this book it's like oh that'll that'll that's gonna get you high wow yeah. <laughs> that's not yeah. even like <laughs> that's funny so so back back to your thing like are you so you're gonna how long are you doing this is it just today or are you so um 10 times? i i took the last little bit before this show okay um you know uh i i have read uh oh, so you've been doing if this is I, I, I didn't have that much of it. So mm. I've I probably had about four or five doses worth. Got it. Okay. Um and and certainly um yeah, you know, I mean we both have kids, we both kind of you know are trying to shelter them a little bit with this. Mm. So uh I waited until my wife and kids were out of town and I took a little and then I took a little more and then yeah, I took yeah. a little more just to see how strong it was. And um it I I felt good. But it was not uh, super quantifiable right there. You know, okay. it was like, you know, I, I, hmm, I'm feeling a little brighter in my head, like less, less fog, less that. And I went, okay, maybe that's it. Or maybe, you know, my intention going into this was to have some cognitive benefit and I placeboed myself into it. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely possible. Definitely. Um, you, you know, so, so this was what was left in the jar. Got it. You know, it's weird for me and these compounds in particular. Yeah. Is uh, when I, when I do something, drink, smoke, ingest, whatever. It yeah. Is, I don't just like turn around and it's like there. Like I have a very, very, very gradual onset for pretty much everything that happens to me. Even when I go to the dentist, it takes forever for my face to get numb. Like, it's just like I process these drugs. I don't know. You, you might have a really healthy liver, man. And I just, you, it, <laughs> it is really, really weird because all of a sudden you look up and you're like, I think I might be tripping. I'm not, I, yeah, I, you know, cause it's so light, real reality disappears so slowly. That mm -hmm. it's, it's almost imperceivable. Well, you know, we mentioned smoking DMT and that's, that's part of the reason that intrigues me. It's like, look, man, I don't want to have a 12 hour trip. Yeah, yeah DMT you know, is, and DMT is like, we're going to slam you through lifetimes in 15 minutes. Right. And, and I, you know, I'm pretty green with all this, but like, I'm like, look, if I'm going to have ego death, let's have it a thousand times in 10 minutes. Let's get this yeah. over. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 let's let me meet all my up. demons at once and get this done. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. That one, I, I, I think I'm going to have to try it at some point, but I'll, I'll, that one, I know the least amount of people that have ever done it. So my sample pool of like hearing yeah. experiences is very, very small. Right. I mean, I can count on one hand how many people I know that have actually done DMT and they, mm -hmm. they, and they've all enjoyed it, but they, you know, I would say those, those five people are amongst the more robust mentally yeah. that I know. So I'm pretty sure that I'd have to feel at least comfortable being at least as stable as they are in order to jump into that pool. I, you know, and, and it's funny because like one of the things that I saw was like, like a vape cart version oh of DMT. And I'm like, yeah, I want that. Why? Yeah, how, how I, I've that? got a thousand batteries. Can I, yeah. can I just get one of those? Yeah. And, and, and this is not something that like, Hey man, you want to hang out and do DMT? I don't see myself saying that often. 
Right. This is well, not- no, here, so here's my question. <laughs> Have you, do you know anyone who's played with one of those? Cause like, can you really get that same experience from, I, you know, uh, look, man, there's so many great sources on Reddit and, and, and Reddit is one of my few, uh, safe havens on the internet now because if i don't want to see something i don't have to see it yeah, yeah. and uh it, you know like you you have some real seasoned people there so even even mushroom cultivation if you were going to do that there's plenty of people that'll help you there's and, a and, ton of reddit mushroom people like making and it, and, awesome. and look and here's the other crazy thing yes you can't have the mushrooms in most places but the spores are completely legal. You can it's order correct. them from plenty of science labs. You can and it's order like, them anywhere. I mean, anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I, when I found out that you could buy these, I was like so mind-blown. And what I think is even funnier about it is you can only buy them, I was told, because the spores do not contain psilocybin. So you can't, you physically cannot make them illegal. No, you know, and that's and that's how we we categorize the drugs. It's the compounds in them that gets us away from that, right? right? So, so you know, and if if we don't talk about uh, Tikal or Pikal, uh, which is children's uh, two uh, textbooks about uh, it's half like love story, half uh, chemistry <laughs> textbook, <laughs> and uh, this is the guy that just sat in uh, in a lab and synthesized different. Uh, you know, psychedelics. So it, uh, until they found out what they were, they weren't illegal. Right. right. Yeah. You know, which is that kind of this crazy thing. Now you got to go through and, and, and now I, I even read some articles that was talking about like the use of artificial intelligence to, to extrapolate to and go yeah. like, here's how we get more psychedelics. And honestly, man, our, our government doesn't run that efficiently. I think definitely AI is at least going to lap them a couple of times, you know? <laughs> well, think about it, though. I mean, the same reason you can't make spores illegal is the same reason we have Delta-8 explosion on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not Delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol. No. It's Delta-8 tetrahydrocannabinol. And, and, you know, so, and personally, I don't, I, I, like, I, I don't get much out of it. Well, I, I bought, so I bought the, the flower, I bought the, I bought the, the, you know, the cartridge, and it was like, uh, look, you know, I, cannabis is medical here. I have the card. Why not just go get the real thing? So I don't disagree with you at all. But from the standpoint that Delta Eight is totally free or not, or uh, totally legal, rather. Yeah. Um, if you don't live in a state that's, that's accessible or friendly, and you uh, you know want to get high, that is a viable option. And and now that now they're like, well, if we could do eight. What about ten? And what about you know, like well, and, what? What else? And, yeah, what else? Yeah. Do you do? So like, yeah, the law know. is never going to catch that. It's going to be impossible. It's going to be very challenging. I don't want to say never, but it's it's going to be a bit of a challenge. It reminds me a little bit of like uh, some weird hybrid of clandestine chemists and no, no. Uh, rum runners. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like we're just going to outrun the cops. So, <laughs> <You know? yeah. laughs> what What I really love about this field, though is honestly when i was a younger lad this was sort of you know what we you'd you'd have a joint with friends or smoke a ball or whatever but like if you were going to drop acid or take mushrooms or whatever you know do mdma like it was an event like you know what i mean like you were you were in it you had long-term plans like yeah mdma is what i used to take to go to dance parties or raves back in the 90s and 
and I, I've also been to raves on both LSD and mushrooms. So I, I, I would, I don't, I'm not, I want to say I'm a compound elitist <laughs> when it comes to, you know, whatever, but, but, you know, you had certain settings. Like I would probably be more inclined to take an eighth of mushrooms and go to a fish concert than I would be to drop a hit of acid and go to a fish concert. Like I, and I know plenty of people that have done that, but for me, I just, that experience wasn't what I was kind of looking for. And yeah. so, but I, so I had this whole like regimen as a kid. And now that I'm an adult, you can do it for a whole different set of reasons, but you're still kind of setting an intention for the experience, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and and that's part of the reason I didn't, I didn't touch anything until I was, God, I don't think I smoked weed until I got to college. Oh, yeah, I, you know? I don't think I did either. I think maybe once or twice, but it, it was very rare. And, and within that, it was, it was this, oh my God, that's, that's this giant thing. And now I'm looking at it like, you know, almost, I, I, I want ritual behind it. I want some, some practice, you know, like yeah. as, as far as like, here's, here's how we set up the space. And, and I, and I think that's, that may be this, why this resurgence, and I, I hope it doesn't become like a gross appropriation, but of, of traditional practices from around the world that, that do this in ceremony. That, that is, that is so interesting to me. That is so like, I don't want to be that, you know, I don't want to get called the colonizer and step into an arena where I'm not welcome. But all of that is, is so fascinating that we have this traditional indigenous use of these compounds for, for thousands of years. I mean, we talked about the stone ape theory and some people never, that never left their tradition. And certainly in, in, uh, religious settings in in government settings that became illegal because well let's face it free thinking is not but yeah you look at those th th those rituals and I, I and you know it's funny i i just had a couple friends re recently go down to central america and do uh, an ayahuasca ceremony yeah. and it was with a shaman in a village and it was all very you know I don't, let's let's say procedural in the sense that there, yeah. you know, the ritual has a a beginning, a middle, and an end. You know, like there's a, a a progression, if you will, of what's happening. And then they had some integration time the next day to kind of like tie it all up. And yeah. Go. But like that whole experience was catered to almost the each step was finely refined, right? Like, yeah. So that when you left that experience, it wasn't just going to a rave popping a couple hits of ecstasy it was like a, a legitimate crafted experience yeah yeah and and honestly uh, you know maps uh which is a, a big psychedelic oh, yeah, research company yeah. it, one of the things that they were doing and they couldn't even do it in the states which is kind of funny is they were they were setting up tents at festivals and somebody has a bad trip you you drag your buddy back to this tent and and they do some counseling Right. And turning these these bad experiences into to life changing positive experiences for people, which so uh, you know I I feel like like indigenous practice really hammers in on that, and I, I feel weird saying indigenous, but traditional practice right, right. Uh, well, using psychedelics. Know, yeah, and I think that that's a good segue, really, into sort of I think where I think we're at anyway with this, which is that ceremony that you're talking about the yeah, yeah. the american medical curious crowds version of that story which is you know 
you, there's usually some kind of diet or or re- regime leading up. Yeah. To it. I know the guys who did the ayahuasca thing, like they for a week before they took the ceremony, it was like no internet. Like they said, they he they were oh, oh yeah. Like, I mean, it's like it's no sex, it. no masturbation. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of foods you can't eat. Well, yeah, no, uh, it was a whole big thing. Like, I mean, by the time they got there, he's like, the joke yeah. was I lost ten pounds before I got here because I there was no sugar, there was no yeah. refined foods. It was it was nuts, and not then that's step one. Then you got to go all the way down to Central America, and then there's mm-hmm. like a fasting and there's a nourishment portion and then there's like a, you know, a pre portion and then you do the ceremony and then you're purging and, you know, and and then you're finishing it up, then you integrate and then you kind of have to come out of it. Like, so you're, you're broth at first and you're eating better food, like more solid food later. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, this is like 25 steps you got to get through. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this is not just like, Oh, here's a pill. Have fun. See you. Well, you know, and, and I think within that, like there's, there's a couple of things that at least, and, and I will say I've done so much fucking research on this and I'm such like a, let me see if I can dip a toe. I don't, I don't dive right in, (laughs) but, but with, uh, with ayahuasca, right. So you have, uh, you know, and a lot of these, especially South American practices, um, a lot of them, there's, there's a relationship, to that herb, that plant. So Aya yeah, yeah, is yeah. this goddess, right? It's it's this mothering kind of goddess. And if you don't come at her correct, she either does one of two things. She won't work with you at all. And you could drink that all night and you won't get high. Or she's going to show you everything and you're going to have a horrible time. And and I know I there's there's a couple of shaman in in Baltimore that that I I I'm acquaintances with um who who've told me that. And to the point where um, one of them actually apologized to Aya because she happened to be in the room that we were in. And he said something that might have been construed as negative towards her. Wow. And so and he, that he's... reverence is is really key to a lot of this. So don't, I mean, is, for, forget about all the compounds for two seconds. I mean, isn't the respect for this kind of make you not, be as apprehensive about it. Like for, if I was a lawyer, for example, or a cop, and I'm trying to craft a law against something like, yeah, you could be an asshole with anything, but like, if you've got a group of people that sort of like brought this around and they're, they're doing what you just said, I mean, this is the exact opposite of this. Oh, absolutely. And, so and, like, and mean, when you start talking about religious freedom, that's why in a lot of places there are ayahuasca churches, right? That's why, uh, in, uh, you know, native Americans have some peyote places, um, and, and I'm mixed with peyote, uh, only because, uh, that is really slow growing. And, uh, I don't think anybody should be using that. Try San Pedro if you're going to, uh, it's not the same compound, but it's close. Got it. You mean I, slow I, growing, I, like we're killing the peyote? Like, like you, right? you get these little peyote buttons and somebody might eat 20 of them in a setting, you know, oh, and yeah, then you have a, a bunch of I don't white recommend people. That. <laughs> running to to do these ceremonies and yes it may support a, a tribe or something like that but you're you're depleting a, a resource it's the same way when they talk about uh the sonoran toad right oh, so yeah. you, you know like traditionally like the this is a modern day drug which is really fucked up like somebody figured out to uh the guy uh by the, the pen name albert most um and I, I, I will, or Robert Moist or most. Uh, anyway, I, I will say if, if anybody's interested in this, uh, there's three seasons on Viceland 
called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia. I was just about to tell you that. He has the best episode the of the Sonoran Frog I've ever seen. Best. Yeah, the it's best. amazing. And he did a follow-up in season three because he wrongly credited uh, the the wrong guy who lied to him oh, with finding, you know, and, and being the first one to smoke the toad. Or smoke the toad. But smoke the toad venom. Um, within that, he went back and found the actual person that did it. And this guy is like one of those, if we talk about like a savant or a renaissance man, this guy was like into all this crazy shit. Uh, you know, he bought a compound that was a decommissioned military base looking for tunnels underneath and all oh, this wow. crazy shit. Um, but, uh, y- you know, I think, you know, the one person I see handling uh, how psychedelics are presented the best is Hamilton Morris, hands down. So that guy is like that. The Sonoran frog one was crazy because he actually showed people milking the frog on yeah. a pane of glass into like a wallpaper paste bucket, essentially. Yeah, and yeah. And then it would dribble down and they would let it dry and they would scrape it with razor blades into a powder that you would then smoke. And um, what is that? That's the 5 five MAO D, DMT, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's 5 MAO yeah, DMT. Yeah. So that's yeah, a so different that's version the, of a DMT. It, yeah, it's a crazy, crazy, more potent version of DMT. absolutely. <laughs> that, so, and it's funny. I was I was talking to a friend of mine too, uh, who who has done the five meo, and he was like, "Yeah, that that could legitimately kill somebody who was not ready for that experience." He goes, "It's and that it's that powerful." They have now figured out how to synthesize that, so you can leave the toad alone. And I have it on the bookshelf somewhere. Uh, the reprint that Hamilton Morris did of this guy's original work to try and get some money for his estate and all this stuff because he, he had some terminal disease and he he wasn't really in the interviews during that that season. But uh, just, I mean, absolutely crazy that like we can figure these things out. This guy had a rudimentary, well, he had a self-taught knowledge. I shouldn't call it rudimentary because it was pretty damn advanced if he figured this out, uh, of chemistry. And he went, yeah, you know, wow, this 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 crazy frog in the Sonoran Desert secretes this. And yeah, he crazy. he then, you know, he did all this research. He went and he looked for him. And I think he he actually you mentioned the glass. Originally he squirted it onto like his like 70s van windshield. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a super low tech. But like, I mean, like, honestly, most of this is most of these psychedelics were in some way a gift, right? Like, what's what's growing out of this cow shit? Let's pick it up and eat it. You know, I mean, like, yeah, let's see what happens, which which is funny, because I I actually I'm a photographer um, for my whole life, essentially, since I knew what a camera was. And um and one of the things I love to take pictures of is mushrooms. And mm-hmm. I will go out uh, in the woods for, and I will just take pictures of mushrooms walking on trails because like they are just so fascinating. But I will tell you, man, and maybe it's because I just know too much about it. I have never once looked at a mushroom and like, yeah, I think let's pop that sucker in my mouth and see what happens. <laughs> that's, you, you know? that's probably why you're still here, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, there's just no no part of me that wants to do that. But I will tell you that we were talking about MDMA being used for PTSD earlier. They use psilocybin a lot for depression and anxiety. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that that has a lot of crossovers, totally different pathway with cannabis. But 
um, 5-MeO-DMT, tons of depression and anxiety yeah. as well when it's not in that like on your windshield dosage, you know, and you can do it in like something that resembles like, you know, rational, you know, microdosing of 5-MeO. Of but, but he, and that's the thing, like there's how many of these out there, you know, we know of a couple, but what was that guy who died um, a few years back? I think maybe it was longer, but he, he used to test these compounds on himself mm-hmm. and he would, he, he basically had tested something like 285 or something. I'm totally making that up, but it was some insane number of compounds that he discovered, synthesized and tested on himself. Can you imagine how Just absolutely to town. bonkers you have to be to think that's a good idea? Well, like, you know, I, I think once again, it gets back to this, does the person know enough about chemistry? And oh, well, are, sure. You know, uh, but even within that, I don't know uh, anybody like there was like and this is a Hamilton Morris episode. Like, what was it? Lizard's Lounge of. of but this this these guys just made drugs and then people would come over and they try them out, which is insane. Yeah. Insane. And, and that is what I think is crazy. And um God, what was that guy's name? I, he he did a bunch of stuff though. I think and he was um oh man, it was a crazy bad story because I think the military kind of involved got in there and uh, uh and, and, and kind of tried to be shifty with it. And I think he ended up open sourcing his his notebook his essentially. Note. And just saying, you know what, fuck you, I'm giving it away to everybody and just kind of let Pandora out of the box. And, um, you know, I should definitely know this guy's name. Anyway, what's fascinating about that stuff, though, is I think as we evolve through this, what we're seeing is a lot more of these things coming in. I mean, any idiot can do ketamine or THC or whatever, but like 5-MeO-DMT is a lot more uh, niche. (laughs) You know, it's it's crazy. (laughs) It is absolutely crazy. Um. Yeah. And so anyway, I am very excited to hear that you're doing that. I actually did not know that before we started tonight, even though I knew we were talking about this. It did not well, happen. you know, when we picked the topic, I was like, hey, let's, let's that works. <laughs> let's, let's stay on theme. I, I got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> so when I am doing this and I, I and I'm going to I'm, I'm actually in the middle of planning my first official integration ceremony. Uh, of my own, which is going to be not plant-based, I believe. So I believe it'll be a combination of LSD and psilocybin. Wow. Um, It is not what you would call a hero's dose, which I have absolutely no desire to do. Um, And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's taking, you know, a massive amount of, of a compound so that you essentially have id death and uh, essentially cease to exist for a few minutes and then slowly work your way back. And to, <laughs> to be clear, though, a lot of those initial PTSD experiments, and I don't know if it's still like this, um, were massive doses, like not recreational doses of, yeah. time, uh, of yeah. MDMA. Like it was pretty intense dosing <laughs> and... So, so, so I'll tell you, uh, back in 2000, when did I move here? 2006, 2007, right? And okay. Hopkins recently, like, I think it was last year, two years ago, got a $10 million grant for their psychedelic department and, and research. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they used to Tim have back. Is a, is a huge backer. That 
back when the city paper was a thing, um, they would have research trials in the in the their ad section, right? Between like the hey, hire this dominatrix and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, they they had uh, a a psychedelic study, and I had qualified for it, and I got the phone call, and once again, based off of misinformation or, or direct lies from say, uh, government institutions, my wife was worried that I wouldn't come back from it. So, oh, really? so she kind of talked me out of it. And when I called the researcher, I was like, I really want to do it. But my, my wife is, my wife is worried. And, and the woman said like, Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that, but you, you definitely want the support of your family. Yeah, you definitely. And, and, and yet, you know, now knowing what we know, it's like, Hell, how many people are on anti-anxiety medications? How many people are on ADHD medications? This this stuff hasn't hurt anybody other than maybe a bad trip. And yes, we can talk about psychosis. Uh, psychosis normally happens when you're in your early 20s or teens. And it, it's a pre-existing condition that psychedelics can bring out. But it, when we're talking about this realm of psychedelics, no one has directly died of an overdose. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that's that's another feather in its cap, you know, and, and you know, not to get too uh, pseudo spiritual, but like, you know, there's people that say these are gifts from God and, and we should use them as such. Yeah. And it's funny because people I hear people all the time that say, oh, I had a bad trip, so I can't do that. And and maybe I just haven't had a bad trip yet. But I'll be honest with you. Not only have I never had a bad trip, but I've never even been close. Like, wow. I mean, I, I mean, I'm talking not now, nowhere in the ballpark. Like, and so for me, I accredit that to what I think is important for people to understand who've never done it. Set and setting, you talked about that earlier, but set and setting, and and for me anyway, intention yeah. are the two things that I can I draw personally draw straight lines from there to the reality that I never had a bad trip because. Every single time I've ever played with this stuff, it's been in a set in a setting that is friendly, warm, inviting. It's either been at a party, mm -hmm. a concert, a, a dance club. I mean, something like you know, just super fun. One time, I, the, when the Star Wars came out in the theaters, we all took acid and went. And when we came out, uh, it was snowing, and our designated driver was driving us home. We were in his truck, and the snowflakes hitting the windshield looked just like the opening ah. credits of uh, of Star Wars. And we were, oh like, my god, that's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is going on? Um, but but see, how do you have a bad trip in that environment, right? Like I was in, it was fun. I was with friends. I was happy, yeah. and my intention was to trip and go see star wars like it was about as friendly yeah. of an intention you can get you're not gonna have a bad time <laughs> with that no intention. no not at all and then when i get you know as an adult i'm obviously my my things have changed but when i'm going into this thing that i'm, I'm putting together now my intention is to basically learn about me yeah. and so things that come up i'm not going to be scared about i'm going to be like oh well we're here on a journey to explore me this is yeah and here's what's next. Let's let's pull this thing apart for a minute. You know, it's, what, yeah. it's funny you mentioned that. I was I was on the TikTok the other day. On the TikTok. Uh, <laughs> the TikTok. And uh some some Native American uh came up and and it's him sitting there and it look it looks like he's around a fire and the caption says when when white people are are, are having a bad trip 
And the guy just yells at him. He's like, you're not having a bad trip. Those are your ancestors. They're just <laughs> assholes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, there's there's probably quite a bit of that, you know, yeah. for people that have a bad time. It's something from their past. And God, well, man, we can get into some weird conversations about, you know, genetics be- passing on certain imprints. But you, uh, yeah, but, you could definitely get a little crazy, but not even in the woo-woo realm. I mean, I think that's part of the thing, too. I'm not. I keep an open mind and it's funny. I, 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 do you ever watch Ted Lasso? Yeah, no. So like you guys turned me on to this. I literally bought Apple TV yeah. when you mentioned it. Like oh as God. you were talking to me, I'm like, let me sign up for it on my phone. So, so he has a line in there and you can, you can Google. Oh wait, no, I sent you that. Yeah, I, that was in the, the chat dark? and then I didn't know. I gotta, I gotta oh look for God. that. I'm sure, I'm sure I'll find I'll, it on YouTube. I'll text it to you after this. Um, okay. But here's the deal. And anybody who's listening should definitely, if you don't know this, you should Google this right now. And it is um, Ted Lasso darts conversation. And basically he's playing darts with the guy. And I don't want to give it away, but, but one thing he says and how he weaves it together is just incredible. But he says, be curious, not judgmental. And, and one of the things that I, I am, absolutely was better at as a youth it got away from a little bit but now i'm desperately going back towards because it's just better is being curious and and i never knew i didn't put that label judgmental on it but but i when i went into a situation like the first time i ever did lsd i wasn't sitting there going oh this is going to be bad i'm going to have a bad trip this is bad illegal this is that i mean none of those things were going through my head what was going through my head is well, okay, let's see what this is all let's about. Let's see what and happens. It, yeah. It wasn't even like, oh, I want to get fucked up. It was more like, I'm really curious to see what happens. Now, yeah. obviously, this was 20 years before I knew anything about clinical studies, but yeah. I was essentially in my mind doing my own clinical study. Like that was the point of doing it. And I think that's another reason why I'm like, man, I didn't really have a bad trip. Cause... But here's the thing I have been with people who see something in the mirror that they did not like. So that's that's a weird rule I've heard several times with psychedelics. Like, don't look in the mirror. Well, Michael because, Pollan's book he even describes, uh, you know, tripping uh, in a in a setting with somebody, and uh, she walked him to the bathroom, and he looked in the mirror, and he didn't like what he saw. You know, you don't need a mirror, the metaphorical mirror that that I was talking about, but I think the physical mirror that you're talking about probably just amplifies this, but. The metaphorical mirror is like you see shit about yourself that you just didn't know was there and you didn't yeah. have to deal with. So you can t- look at this two different ways. You can say, okay, well, I um, I know this information. I, you can't really unring a bell in my mind, right? Like yeah, yeah. You know, once you know about it, you, you, you know about it, right? You can't look back. So at this point, you could either ignore it <laughs> and just tamp it down to with to whence it came. Yeah. Or you can, you can face it. And I, I think looking at yourself in the mirror when you're in that frame of mind probably jetpacks people right to the fuck it. I got to like deal with this. But, but I think if, if, you know, and I told my parents this recently who were visiting, um, I, we were talking about psych, uh, psychedelic therapy and I was like, you guys should try it. You guys are in your late sixties. Like, what do you got to lose? Like, yeah, what's, what's going to happen like, now? Yeah. What's going to happen? <laughs> and for the first time in my whole life, my parents were like, well, 
well, tell me about it. Like, what's that? You know, like they were actually yeah. curious because I think a lot of people are like, I think once that stigma goes away, yeah, people start to get a, their guard drops and all of a sudden they're like, oh, sure, let's go. Uh, I can jump into the desert and milk a frog under my windshield. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a crazy going. leap, but why not? Yeah. So. So do you have anything else on your roadmap? Like, are you, is this, uh, like, are you going to do this experiment again? How'd you, I mean, now so that you're at the let end me, it, let me, once again, I need to either find a source or uh, grow them myself. Uh, and I'm not going to start incriminating myself right now, but let, right. let, let's, let's see, let's see how it unfolds. It's certainly something that the initial uh, steps into this arena were, were pleasant. And I, I think I noticed something. Sure. Um, so I, I think it's something I would like to try. I don't know if it's going to be a daily thing. I know there's a, a rhythm certain people have developed, you know, a few days on, a few days off. Um, yeah. I know some people that have mixed it with niacin and lion's mane, which sounds really savvy to me. Okay. Um, what were they but, doing there? So niacin's going to flush it through your body a little bit, right? So if you take too much niacin, you'll get a niacin flush. Your cheeks yeah, will yeah, turn yeah. red. Your face will turn red. Um, so that's going to help drive it through your system. Uh, the lion's mane is more of like one of those adaptogens. So it's going to help with stress and those kind of things. So maybe just amplify some of those uh, subtle feel-good vibes that you're Yeah, yeah. Get. That anti-depression, anti-anxiety yeah. vibe gets gets tamped down even farther. Yeah, no, that's cool. I've not heard that before. Maybe, you know, maybe I'll talk to you later about that. I, I think that might be worth dabbing in there to see, you know, how that goes. Um, yeah, cool. Well, I um, I want to hear more about that for sure. I will keep you posted on mine. I think. Yeah. I think this is uh this might be a topic we have to bring up once or twice because um I, I don't know about you. Well, it seems like you're on the same road, but I feel like my experimentation with this is probably going to go through. A a, a bit of a it, it'll be here for a bit i think i'm going to try this out for a little while you know i think it i think it takes some genuine time to to figure out yeah you know everything that you go into right it's going to take some time to figure out how you best work with something right oh, yeah. so that's going to be that's going to be no different than you know say if you're uh, you know, using nicotine as a neurological stimulant or using caffeine or any of that. So it, now we're talking about much more complex, uh, less available compounds. So it, it does take probably a good amount of time to figure out how it actually works with you. Yeah. Caffeine's not a drug. Just remember that. <laughs> it's, it's totally legal. It's not a drug at all. Somebody, Leave somebody you posted 400 <laughs> milligrams is like the upper threshold. And I'm like, I, don't, I had that for breakfast. That's that's that that's like before I get in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah. about? Oh, man. I'm yeah, not I, even out of my pajamas. Yeah, I took one of those uh, those little blue pills again the other day. Not ah. not that not not the boner blue pill. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to quantify gotta, that. You got to quantify <laughs> that. Yeah, no. Um, it was my last one, and I was like, I just again wanted it to work so bad, and and it, it had. Like, I think I could have gone to sleep on it. It says it's got caffeine in it, but I was like... I, well, yeah, you know, and, and it's funny. I think we talked about it. The formulation itself, I, I see what they're doing. I think it's savvy. I, I just, I'm like, they sell you four. And I almost feel like the dose should be all four of them. I think some people do. I Well, look, man, I when, when, and, and, 
we we can maybe we can add this in here. I've got I've got a, a jar of methylene blue, and I'll oh, I'll put it into pills, and, and <laughs> you will you will pee Windex for two days after you take it, but uh, you probably will notice more than that dose that was in there. Well, I yeah, we talked about that. I mean, it would need something like four or five times the dose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, even the, even the nicotine in there was on the lower end, I think it was one milligram or something. It was one milligram. Yeah. I mean, you get more, you know, so two to three seems to be a, a a good therapeutic dose. And even that uh, nicotine is so addictive that you, you, you don't want to overdo that. Yeah, no, I, I get you, but I do like nicotine pills. Um, uh, One of our, our mutual friends choose on those little pills that you kind of like tuck up like a Tic Tac. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and, and and that's kind of fun. Those are fun. This I gotta watch nicotine. I'm very sensitive to, but uh, these seem pretty cool. These little, oh, these yeah, little, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. they're just just little pouches, you know. <clears throat> yeah, just a little. Uh, and then what's that stuff? Didn't you have uh, that white stuff? Not the cocaine. But, uh, <laughs> now, what was that? What's that stuff called? I, you do that. You, you've done this before, haven't you? You put it's like a snuff type powder. Oh, hoppe, hoppe. Yeah, so that's that's, that's nicotine. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not always white, uh, but that's that's one of those traditional Amazonian practices. I'm starting to see that mishandled. I saw a very famous person talk about uh, the company that you know they had a promotional code for. Oh, right. yeah, uh, sure. And and it's like this one's called Clockwork Orange, and I'm like, so so can you tell me what what? Amazonian tribe is really into Stanley Kubrick. Can you yeah. can you can you point that out to like is that is that is is he from is he from the Amazon? How does that you, you know? And it's like and that's and that's where I get upset where we where we mishandle these things. Yeah, you know? well, listen, I I I don't like it, but he, here's the thing: I, I also have a very low threshold for surprise when it comes to people abusing things because oh, absolutely, I feel like we're just idiots like that we just like oh look at if this is good then this is better and and like the funny thing about psychedelics and and we can kind of i i mean i'll wrap up my rant on this this, but but taking a hundred mics of lsd is is a not just a different experience Mm -hmm. than taking 200 mics but it's almost like a different compound yeah together you know and it's it's just not the same thing at all right and so i you know dosing is uh is incredibly incredibly important in this arena right like so uh anyway so what uh what what are you getting into next like what are you playing with right now what are you Oh man. So, uh, I'm, I'm doing research. I think I, I mentioned that I'm, I'm tentatively looking to open a second practice. Oh yeah. Okay. And, and I want to, I want to change around some things. I like the setup I have, but I want to start playing with the mind. And, and it's, it's interesting that we're doing this psychedelic, uh, kind of topic tonight because there's, there's all of these ways to get into a, what, what we call non-ordinary state of consciousness consciousness right so n-o-s-c um and there's a lot of ways to do that without taking drugs so what what i think the next place might have more of is is ways to do that how can we do that in a controlled setting where where people can dip a toe and if they don't like it Hey, I'm just not going to look at this light or, Hey, I stopped doing that breathing or, you know, like we can, we can turn it off in a very safe environment. 
Yeah, so, I, so that's on were, the back, the yeah. back end there. We were talking about holotropic breathing at one point pretty intensely, and like that's I, a, that's a really fun thing to do. Yeah, you know, and that's 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 Groff and 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 the amount of training and research that goes into that. Uh, that's that's like a, a another degree I'd have to earn. Right, right. Uh, and, and, and certainly there's people doing that in a, you know, what we'll call like a light version of holotropic breathing. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of like you with this. If, if I'm in, I'm all in. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't want to do it halfway. I don't want to be told that there's a better way when I'm halfway through the training yeah, or yeah, something, you know, it's, but you're going to have to embrace that a little bit because some of the things are tried and true, but a lot of the stuff is evolving at such a, Oh, absolutely. Mind bending pace. Like almost by the time you've read the Reddit thread, you're you, yeah. it's already out of date. <laughs> like, it's like crap. somebody's found a better way to do uh, it. Damn it. <laughs> that lasted 48 seconds. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of boring right now. I'm in I'm in the planning stages for my little integration session. So I'm that's awesome though. And I'm trying to uh I'm trying to isolate some uh some higher quality LSD to get some microdosing going. Mm-hmm. I uh it, it's just taken me longer than I wanted to to kind of get to the starting line, which you know, I, I think that's like the, a life lesson, right? Everything will take four times longer than you actually think. I, I'm wondering, look, can we just find like a Hopkins chem student? Yeah. Just right. be like, and you want to make a little right. money on the side. Yeah. <laughs> right. Look, you're gonna be in the lab eight hours a day anyway. Making LSD anyway. <laughs> you, <laughs> well just, yeah, you know? Uh, that's so funny. Yeah, no. Let, I, let me see your report card first. <laughs> that's um you know, we glossed over this, um, but before I take off, um, I, I wanted to kind of loop back on, on you know our grading of it. And uh, unfortunately Oh yeah, we did. Unfortunately, I feel like this is one of those things for me, and I think it might be time to sort of uh, come up with. I don't want to overcomplicate our lives, but some t- some some of these topics we talk about are a little harder to put onto a scale. Yeah. And I know academically, we we made the scale to sort of level the playing field for this exact circumstance, like what yeah. you've got. Yeah. So um, potential for positive effect for me in, in this one is pinned so far into the five category. Yeah, it's like kind of needs its own. You know, I get you, but at the same time, somebody could have a very bad time. Somebody could uh, considerably become paranoid, or, or you know, have some kind of psychosis developed from it too. So I'm, I'm with you. I think if you're mentally sound and it doesn't, you know, like you're out of that age where you have a developing brain, and hell, you're losing brain cells anyway. uh, (laughs) You know, then, then you're on that five. Uh, yeah, but like even the negative side, right? Which is always our our converse here. Like I, I'll be honest with you, I'll give it like a negative three for that exact reason. Like if yeah. you got some moron who doesn't respect the process, then then yeah, you're gonna you know you but can I, have one. Yeah. But, but if you can say this, that about like, anything, look, yeah, I can't yeah, give well, an idiot a fire extinguisher. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know, <laughs> like, look, well, this and, keeps fires from happening. Yeah, yeah. they'll they'll fucking stick it up their nose and pull the trigger yeah or burn burn your house down with a fire extinguisher somehow yeah um but like it would be very hard like i mean this is the thing like i mean if you give somebody who's going to abuse alcohol a bottle of jack daniels they're going to open the bottle the same way i would but 
they're going to probably have a different night than I'm going to have. Right. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah. They're not going to pour a glass. Yeah. You, you know, like I, <laughs> and so for me, like, that's why I'm like, my gut actually says, fuck it. No, negative five. Like there's almost no chance, but I know that's kind of crazy for anything. So that's why mm-hmm. I dialed it back. But, but I mean, when it goes to the, the other ones though, about uh, amount of research and cost, I mean, also hard pens all, at five. All like, over the, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, know. it's like, I, I can't even, it, I, it, I've had, and I've read, I don't even know how many articles on this stuff and done it so many times. I can't even tell you. And I just yeah. don't, I don't know. The unfortunate problem for me, ease of acquisition has been a hard negative five. So this well, is- Well, and, and that's more regulation based, right? This These are schedule one drugs in most cases. So mm-hmm, that's what, that's the thing that's making it hard. You know, we joked about somebody making it in their bathtub. Some of them are that easy. Some of them grow out of the ground. The real Boy, problem right, right. becomes- the legality of it, you know, and, right. and you were talking about, I, I, you, you talked about, uh, like cost and these things. I, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen walk hard, which is John C. Riley's, uh, comedic take on, uh, the Johnny cash story. No. Uh, <laughs> that, that sounds hilarious, so. and, uh, he keeps going into a bathroom where, oh God, another famous comedian, I forget his goddamn name. He was on SNL. He's hysterical too. He played the ladies man, but he walks in and they're smoking grass. And the guy goes, uh, you know, John C. Riley goes, oh, I don't know. Can, can I have some of that? He says, no, you can't have it. And then he goes, why is it super addictive? Not at all. <laughs> can I OD on it? Absolutely not. Well, it's yeah. gotta be expensive. It's one of the cheapest drugs out there. <laughs> it was like this, <laughs> you know. And then, and then the progression is every time he goes into the bathroom, it's a heavier drug. <laughs> That's so funny. That's really funny. No, now I, I'm gonna have to Google that while you're googling it, uh, Ted Lasso. It, it is such. It is one of those like stupid. Don't think about it, but it's funny movies. But oh. anyway, that 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 speaks to the the danger of of most of these psychedelics. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I've seen. It's funny. I just looked this up. The Dewey Cox story. I I have yes, yes. I I have seen previews for this. I have not ever watched it. It 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 is one of those ones. Like John C. Riley is 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 a pretty amazing comedic actor. Whether he does weird stuff on Adult Swim, he pairs up with Will Ferrell. All these people. I I he's just he's just got that gift you know oh yeah no he's great so listen man i um i want you to keep me posted i'm going to do the same but i'm glad you uh i'm glad we had this conversation i i'm i'm glad because it's like the first of many like i feel like this won't be you know i and i'm excited this is one topic that i i'm definitely currently hot to chat on so yeah yeah i think i think the research is there and 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 the acceptance is becoming there you know so well, man, yeah. well, listen, have yourself a wonderful evening. I'm probably going to go to bed now, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna probably uh, have a little uh, cannabis and uh, see what happens. Yeah, I got you, man. So, all right, man. Be good. Have all right, you too. Take yeah. it easy. Be subversive, irreverent. Health is wealth, but you knew that. Everybody knows that. But so was following us on social media at Irreverent Health. And check out our website for more exclusive content at irreverenthealth.com. Oh, I like this. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Irreverent Health.